By the creed of the God Emperor of Mankind, we broadcast this message across the stars. Welcome to the Vox Hammer Podcast. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us again to the Voxhammer podcast, where we talk all things Warhammer and the hobby space. And we are joined by a special guest, Aaron, otherwise known as the Foxy DM. Aaron is going to be assisting us, and he's going to be our lawyer expert for the Horus Heresy today. And as always, the amazing miniature apothecary, Matthew. The game's here. I'm excited for today. The Horus Heresy. Like last episode, we talked about the lore, and now we're diving into a piece of it, and a pretty big piece at that. You know, arguably the biggest piece, and we're jumping right in. That's why we came prepared. Right, Aaron? Oh, absolutely. I I got my fact sheet up. I'm ready to go. I'm so jazzed. I'm so jazzed. And then this fact sheet. Fact sheet, what he actually means is he sat there with about twenty books all open on various pages of personal of topic that he enjoys. It's just it's just yeah. arranged there in front of him. Oh my god, like if that's true, then console. that's so amazing. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be along I really feel like a passenger in this episode because I know the general story of the horse heresy, but I only have like one book. And it's on the latter end of the heresy, and everyone's like, no, dude, you gotta start over. Like, on God. Yeah, you. Like, it would be worth it. Absolutely, it is. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. I, 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 me and Aaron, it's like, should, should, we, should, we take, should we take this away at one step at a time, or are we just gonna, like, absolutely barrel roll through this? Oh, I feel like whatever dish comes in front of us, we should just gorge it. Just freaking boom, boom, Horus Heresy. Oh. The only Let's question now is where do we start? Oh, I mean, you should start at the beginning. You should start from square one. I mean, come on, you got a, you got a, you got the original uh, third edition where we even got our first lore of the Horus Heresy, even the mentions crazy. of it in the third mm-hmm. edition rule book. I think Horus was more of a captain than a than a Primarch then. Yes. He was like, yeah, yeah you know, this dude yeah. named Horus. Yeah, and then he became the Primarch and the Arch Traitor. Um, and then we also found out uh, the Black Legion was actually once the Luna Wolves at one point and the Sons of Horus, we found in the third edition rule book. Love that book. And then in 2006, which was the start of the Horus Heresy novels, then we got uh, Horus Rising. And then we actually got to actually, you know, figure out their personalities, even just a little before the Heresy. Get to meet some cool people, Loki the Captain. Uh, Abaddon, who we've always known as Phaladon, but <laughs> fleshed out. Yeah, and he, he's trying he his best, Adon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's what makes him pathetic. <laughs> I'm not so pathetic anymore. Yeah. See, that's that. That is a. That is a uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to characters later on, surely. But that's one character I want to discuss because the very beginning, like the first two books, I actually like Abaddon. Yeah, I really do. Like, yeah. what a character! <laughs> well, he, he. Okay, so so Abaddon has a wonderful, interesting story. Before the novels, I hated him. I absolutely hated mm. him. I just thought, oh, he's the villain of this bloody week that just keeps coming back on a serial commercial. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but no, but they actually with a really bad jingle. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Yeah. It was garbage garbage and then like uh and then you had the eye of terror campaign which uh what was that 2002 2003 and you're just like ah, he's still 
kind of crap. And then Dan Abnett, the god himself, descended <laughs> from heaven a wonderful book called Horse Rising. And we got this wonderful intro that at first when you're reading it, you're like, is this is this actually like war? And then you just read, you know, you know, I was there when Horus <laughs> the Emperor, and it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what? 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 And right off the bat, he just pulls back that punch, just like, oh, wait, no, here's 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 what it happened. And it's just a beautiful intro to this. Um, that, that that one statement, though, gets you, uh, it's, it's kind of the double take, isn't it? most of us by this point we already know how the horror heresy ended but yeah. you read that and you're like hang on wait a minute what now <laughs> yeah are you doing this book like series in reverse <laughs> yeah or or is it like an alternative thing like, yeah yeah but no it was it was beautifully done and but like so Abaddon, he gets really flushed out. And uh, spoiler alert uh, for those that haven't watched the Sie- or read the Siege of Terror books, which I highly recommend. Oh, you should read all the novels before. Oh. He gets so flushed out uh, from the start of it, and then you just actually see his motivations and why he goes the way he does, you know, into the Black Legion and whatnot, uh, and like how much he starts hating these primes, how much he hates. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. I, I just started with the the the, so the Siege of Terror series, and it, the, what? Oh, he's just—it takes it to a whole new level. He's cool. The, the, he, oh no, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's it's cool to the point where I was sat there like trying to figure out lists in my head for possible armies. I was like, okay. um... Maybe I do want to do the other side of the coin at some point and get a bad one and maybe some more Terminators and ooh, this is a possibility. And yeah, it makes you kind of sympathetic you in a way. Chaos Terminators are dope. We all know it. Oh yeah. Oh, especially Sons of Horus Genissary Terminators. <laughs> oh. Yes. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> like five freaking hobby people, nerd five moment. Five minutes of, of, of three nerds sat around going mm. <laughs> over plastic of toys models. Yeah, I love us. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is what twenty-five years of Warhammer does. <laughs> yeah, you get excited over oh lumps of red and plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but colors and stuff. Oh, but Aaron's not wrong. The the I mean, I've only done about half halfway through the uh the first one is it solar war yeah um and it does it flushes a bad now a heck of a lot and it does make you a little bit more understanding to his his mindset and and then obviously his decisions later on during the um like the 40k novels about him it it yep. gives you a better understanding yep which is and... really good it definitely lays the groundwork for that and all I'm going to say is, because I don't want to spoil spoil it, anything, it gets a lot better for Abaddon in particular. Mm. Um, like, you... Oh, my God. I don't want to... I don't want to... <laughs> you don't want to say much. <laughs> but, oh, my God. It's, uh, it's dealing with the... I think it was in the first wall. It was the last book before Morteris. Uh, it was it was just gorgeous. It was just gorgeous. It, it had Abaddon. It had... Um, Loken uh, re-meeting the Morville again, uh, which was the kind of uh, Sons of Horus kind of like advisory council. 
uh, and it was a showdown. So it was like the thing I like about the Horus Heresy is even though it's over, I think the mainling books is about 53 plus books, uh, not including um, additional short stories. Um, and then the Siege of Terror is going to be like 12 books. Oh my it's... god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm liking, what one thing I love about the lore of it, or at least what they've been able, the the writers have been able to produce, is that threads even from the first book, that they get they are getting concluded, or at least talked to, even uh, like the last the last book before Mortar, like here's a conclusion to this. I'm like, wait a minute, this. I've been I've been waiting since two thousand and six to see what happens to this person. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's finally here. Yeah. So I mean, I, a... I, I don't know. I well, it's one of the main draws, though, isn't it? The horror with with the uh, with the horror heresy is is like we were discussing last week with uh, MP Swift. It's the it's the law, isn't it? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you think how much happens in. The hor during the Horus Heresy, it, it's it's more than obviously what we know, or probably nearly as much as we know now from from like the the forty k side of things. Practically an era. Well, it yeah. is an era. It's a, it's an entire era. It's it's the it's the Warhammer universe's history. But I mean, in the sense of like events, I mean, it, if we just go off the books alone, it's it's fifty odd books. That's not including any side stories. Um, I mean, we look at like the black books for the tabletop. How many battles and skirmishes and incidents are mentioned within those books that we don't have a full background of? You know, we we have some things, but we don't have a lot. You know, it's not they're not flushed out. Um, and I kind of like that because it kind of leaves it open to, like, okay, well, we've got a generalized idea of what happened on this planet. You know, said legion battered the other legion, but what happened afterwards? Mm -hmm. Um, it's just and it also builds up to like on the tabletop. It's like okay, well, I want to play that legion. I want to play that battalion of that legion, and you can then go a little bit nuts when it comes to creating your own characters and a bit of background and stuff because there's there's very little we know about the characters or the. the the command echelon or the sergeants or the units that fought in that battle other than those brief mentions which I think is fantastic I mean I know we have that in, in 40k but for 30k, for Horus Heresy in fact I don't know what it is, I, I, Aaron might be able to describe it a bit better, there's a certain appeal so um, now I have a, I have a background um, in, in history and doing like historical war gaming oh my now, god, here we go what, now what the <laughs> Now, what the appeal is with Horse Harry, you see, like, as a tabletop game and even some of the novelizations, um, it's documented not as a pure documentary of, say, like, oh, hey, Battle of the Balls from World War II or this. <laughs> it's not presented exactly like this, but it's presented in a, this is a narrative story, just like, you know, uh, Troy, uh, that for years we actually thought was fiction um, until someone found it the last, last city of Troy um, so it, it has some of that mystic appeal um, mm. and then from the tabletop now Alan, Alan uh, Bright uh, and the designers behind Horace Harris designed the game system and designed the lore that we will never know everything the galaxy is too large 
no one's gonna know all the facts and also sometimes everyone just fucking died in, on a planet and no one could tell like I've, I've read uh, stories like from the black books it's just like yeah no one understands why this battle took place but everyone in that literally killed each other they were locked in these death grips frozen in space as you know giant you know marine popsicles of death uh, and no one understands why this fight happens but you could tell that story from a tabletop perspective, which is what mm. I think is cool. Um, and I think that's what some of the appeal is. And then from these legends that we got from uh, Rogue Trader, uh, uh, from 3rd Edition, and from even now, we can see why certain things are their way. Now, mind you, with how they wrote it, everything's a little messed up, but nothing's perfect. But we can see some of the scope you can see why abaddon is the way abaddon is you can see how mortaren how we became uh you know hating all these psychers and then his eventual fall in accepting what demonic demon goo thing that he is now that flies as a moth um you can see magnus that's a very subtle description that really, <laughs> it's isn't such it? a subtle description subtle have to um and you can even see magnus like magnus i thought he was just uh piece of crap and then i learned his arrogance uh, his air absolutely his arrogance absolutely oh, yeah and um and he was the one that had was given the best olive branch from the emperor he could have been redeemed yeah seriously mm -hmm. yeah and he got flipped off at the end at the siege of terror he flipped off the emperor pretty much yeah he, he could have been redeemed even then. yeah it was i remember the line that really that I really loved, and it's like Volca's beating the shit out of him, and then he's like, "Why?" And then Magnus is like, "One of them was too much to ask." It's like I wouldn't sacrifice a single one of my sons, hmm. and I'm like, "Dang, all right." Yeah. Because Vulcan, um, I watched like a YouTube video with that told the story of Vulcan, and it's like Vulcan just sitting there knowing that he probably would have made the same choice if he was in Magnus's shoes. You know, it's like, oh, old man, old shit, old like old that. Old shit like that. Yeah. Well, yes, uh -huh. but if it wasn't for a certain someone's meddling... Horus. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> best Primark of all time. <laughs> no, no, bad Aaron. Back in your box. I, I no. <laughs> no, no, I will argue this. I will argue this because. Oh no, you don't. You, no, 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 no arguments from me. To be honest, I, I, I do agree to an extent. Like, the the shenanigans he pulled to get everything the way he wanted it yeah. was just it was genius. It just showed his level, uh, his yeah. his sort of tactical mindset. Yeah, yeah. Like man. his his fall, it was like uh, you know. Uh, Hermes flying too high. He 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 tempted to think he knew everything. Mm. That you know, and all it was is because he wanted to be. He wanted to talk to his father, and then he said, "No, nah, fuck it." At the end of it, yeah, he, he was the fallen angel. You know, yeah, mm. yeah Lucifer. Yeah, Dark absolutely. It's, it's definitely set up that way. I mean, even if you look at some of the old pictures and the kind of diorama that kind of like challenge. I mean, these are they're called angels of death. I mean, there's so much biblical proportion to it. Mm -hmm. um, and it all makes sense. And also, I mean, I think we as a society or like maybe um, our own like psyche, maybe passed on genetic. We love to hear 
of someone falling. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess in a way. Like tragedies has its appeals. You yeah. know, it can do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's a question then. And it's a, it's sure. a bit of a it's a deep one as well. I I'm, I'm pulling out the guns, big guns from the word go cuz why not? <laughs> so in obviously with the Horus Heresy, how do you feel that uh, it's how do you feel that the Horus Heresy law that that era, if you split for, uh, Heresy into and, and 40k, if you split them up into two separate entities, how do you feel that the Horus Heresy compares to what we have for the 40k law then? Oh man, well, uh, from a written standpoint, I think it's more cohesive, but <laughs> that's because. Uh, not necessarily early early on, they started to write together um, a little bit. Um, so it was instead of um, isolated incidents like, you know, Dan Abnett writing his Sabbath Crusade or, you know, um, maybe about uh, the penal 13th, uh, what is that, that? Schaefer's Last Chancers and mm. uh, the Catachan and all that. I feel I feel that as a as a universal lore, I think it's more consistent, yeah. um, but that's because they've had the writing teams from both uh, Forge World and also the writers all also kind of working together uh, to kind of write this and then write with the siege. Um, yeah. Hmm. Fair enough, John. Opinions <laughs> in regards to Warhammer 40k versus the Horus Heresy. Uh not necessarily versus, just how it how you feel it compares. I huh. know you, you you you've not you've not read as much as 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 Aaron. Yeah, but yeah, I have like that kind of have outside perspective. Um, one thing one thing I definitely will say is that it's um there there's a beginning and end to it because Warhammer Forty K is kind of this ball that's up in the air. You know, you don't exactly know where it started or where it's begun. You don't even know what date it is really. And you just call it that. And we know where we are in the Horus Heresy, so we kind of have a straight line and a straight story. So that's that's just something. There's more characters. There's more development. And because Warhammer 40k is so big, it's more spread out. And even though technically there's a lot of different characters, they're not like together or interacting with each other. Like in the Horus Heresy, they have their own little independent stories. So... You know, as far as as digesting it, I think like a casual reader would feel a little more comfortable in Warhammer 40k, and then they'll hear about this Horus Heresy thing, and then dedicate to a series like that, because it, it's like how many bucks they are. It's kind of intimidating, you mm. know. So I feel like casual readers would probably dig 40k books more, but then their curiosity and their and if they get sucked into the to the universe, they're gonna end up going on that ride with with 30k and the horus heresy you know it's a ride i i'm strapping myself in for absolutely i would as well yeah it takes some weird bends i'm telling you now i think it characters that like the actual characters i i feel more connection to some of the characters that we see in the horus heresy than i do in 40k yeah does that make sense there's there's like there's, a, there's only a, there's literally a handful that I can name from 40k that I, I I actually enjoy I like, but then 
from the heresy, there's absolutely blooming loads of them. Yeah. yeah. It's like name an important character other than um other than Rabute and Dante. Go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, goes. Ragnar oh Blackman. Black Library? Yeah. Dude can do it, it's just there's, there's I... more, I guess. Yeah, I mean, other than other than like the Primarchs, for example. Um... But you like know a lot of the characters. Like, like I'm like name these characters from 40k, and it takes a little longer. But then when it comes to Horus Heresy, it's like bam, 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 bam. They're all there because yeah. they're all yeah. together in the story. I yeah. I think that it also has to do because usually when uh, say someone's writing for it, unless they're getting a set trilogy, usually they're self-contained to that one book. Mm. Um, like the ultramarines, uh, like um, urinal vestral, uh, like he he you you had some weight with him and with his second in command whose name is forgetting me. Um, Gaunt's ghost, you had that, but if you were reading, um, just like a one shot, like a tank tread, uh, I can't remember any of the characters from it, and I don't, to my knowledge, I mean I could be corrected by the internet, but to my knowledge, I don't recall them from Tank Tread or some of those other novels, I don't recall them in anything else. And it was just mm -hmm. a snapshot. Well, we mentioned this, we mentioned this last week when it came to like the novels in 40K. You you generally, you get, you, there's a lot of characters, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but there's, you don't see a lot of them interacting. And for the most part, there's quite a few books that are, they're either in the same subsector or they're based in the same subsector. You know, there's there's a couple of canon conflicts that I've seen, I've noticed, like, online, where there's a planet mentioned in two separate books, but yet these two characters never cross each other. Yeah. You know, we don't hear about some of these characters as much, like, meeting and talking or, like, combat together. But then you compare that to the Horus Heresy, and those names, those characters that you come to know th from, like, the first four or five books they spring up all over the place yeah you know, it's like they live in the same neighborhood some... the same yeah. cul-de-sac yeah. um and, and and the uh and the thing that i like about it is even if they're not uh like the main characters like even some of the side <laughs> characters um like uh Edgar Nartel, like mm. we just had a clip of him and then he was introduced in uh bear of the word he was introduced earlier, and then you got to see his story little bit by little bit. You got to saw, see his interaction with, you know, Karn, who's, you know, very famous. And you got to see how they went. And it, but, like, they had they had an arc. They had a story. They got fleshed out. And, you know, they have either an end or it sets up for, you know, them in the uh, future. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's one of the things... For me, I really enjoy about the setting is is you see these characters and you hear about them once in some cases, and then four books later they reappear and you're like, oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah, where the hell have you been? <laughs> like, I think one of the ones that have gotten the most, and again, this is a spoiler. Uh, Zimmerman, he was an orator on the um, Ventral Spirit. Yeah. Uh, then he fled. Uh, then he joined the first Imperial cult, uh, and then he became. Um, uh, during the time of the beast, he was one of the the head of the assassin order. <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. that that career path took a really weird turn. Yeah, you just end up full circle. I mean, I mean, for example, it's like um, some of the the 
marines that made up like the night the the night errant they crop up in various places all over the place i can never remember his name there's there's one in particular uh white scar apothecary i think al oh altan Altan. And I'm sure he's mentioned and like you see him in multiple books. And it's it's really interesting to see some of these characters. Aaron, Aaron pulling clutch looking it up. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to do some quick Google foo. Go on, could do some quick Google foo. Is it him I'm thinking of? It's it's definitely an apocryphary. And he shows up like in multiple books. And they're very like I don't know. From what I remember anyway. In the very like brief instances, and then yeah. oh no, there he is again. I know I've heard of that before, but I can't remember where. It was like maybe a YouTube. Video oh, I'm terrible for it. I think that's that's the thing. It's um, it's like there's so much. I I, I find I get I I find I get confused sometimes yeah. because it's. There is so much there. You know, there's so much information. I'm so and... glad the naming system with the Horus Heresy wasn't like the Lord of the Rings. Because everyone's <laughs> oh. name would be so similar, we'd be so lost. Alright, so uh. White Scars. Um, is Nathaniel Nopin? Oh, I can't pronounce this. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Alright, hang on, hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. Killed aboard the vengeful spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a former apothecary. Yeah. Uh, one of the knights errants. Uh, yeah. I, I, I had to do the same. I had to like quickly like look that up. Google so it's not him, but you know, there, there is there is an apothecary. I can never remember his. I just well, assumed it was him. Well, there was the death guard one who was pretty famous. Um... Oh. Yeah, there there is a lot. That's that's um, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? There there is there's so many. And then you also have a blend because you have the black books, and then you have some like you'll have little blurbs from the red books uh, when you're building mm. your army. Uh, and then sometimes you'll just blend it in with people because like people's passions when they're creating armies and then actually making their lore, like um, uh, the Aussie Thirty K group online has a whole narrative section. Um, and from different podcasts going on there and doing their stuff, like so. I don't know. There's just so much you can do. That's insane. Oh yeah, they got. Uh, I think they have like a few hundred armies worth of lore on there, um, and they usually do like a whole narrative campaign. I mean, it's, it's. If you think about it, it's a bit. I don't know. Like it's history, so surely you wouldn't. Like you won't be able to build on that, but in actual fact, it's so easily done because there's these massive gaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. it's, it's not. See, the thing is, I I don't treat it like exact history. It is. No. It is, like if you look at uh, Homer's Odyssey and those kind of things. So if you take like ancient classical literature that was based on historical quotation marks, that's what I think the Horace Heresy is. It's like a mythology, um, but. Kind of uh, yes, yes, exactly, exactly. That's what I feel. It's more like you know some of the main characters, um, but you're not going to know every little detail about it. Uh, another gr uh, great book series, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Same thing. A lot of well, more like characters, but you don't know every detail. 
Mm. And I think that allows people to do so much. It was designed that way, though, because we still, it's legends. It's a time of legend. They say it in the, uh, some of the opening crawl. Uh, and that's what it is. Yeah. You know, we hear these stories about it. Um, so it's not always fact. That's the one I was thinking of for a white scar. Hmm. Jubal Khan. Jubal Khan. Okay, that sounds like That's who I was thinking. Wasn't Apothecary at all. I knew he was a white scar. I had to look it up. <laughs> it's because oh, he had he... white armor. We think he's Apothecary. Oh, was he the one that was doing the uh, Shattered Legion's uh, death uh, assassin? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I got a I'm question sure. for you guys. Um... Oh, I have an answer. Do you guys think <laughs> at some point, because I feel like, because I have my own opinion on this one, but do uh -huh. you think there will ever be a movie around the Horus Heresy? At oh, gods, point? I hope so. I, 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 yeah. Sign me up for tickets now if they ever did. Um, are you talking <laughs> live action or animation? I feel like animation's a lot more likely, so I'm going with live action. Uh, yeah, I think it's possible with the direction of how Warhammer Plus is going. Mm. Um, and they're trying to build up like an animation, like a, like the skill set and all that. I think they make make like a low budget or medium budget series. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, it's, it's I think what they would they do? I think they should just do, um, uh, book three. Um, <laughs> book three, Galaxy and Flames. Yeah, Galaxy and Flames. Just, yep. just, just that. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. I'd be happy with that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, I think if they did, if they just did book three, I think I'd actually be quite happy. So why book three? Galaxy in Flames. Uh, That's when the heresy starts. Yeah. Oh man. And, and it's one of the most beautiful. I I I love the written parts of it because it describes how the planet gets virus bomb, how it interacts, and the betrayal of these men who have literally been betrayed by um, a genetic father to them, uh, someone they've trusted with their lives. They've all been condemned to death because they are still loyal to their emperor. And you can sense the betrayal of, you know what? Fuck it, we're dead. We're gonna take them all, as many of them with them. And these were just line, you know, line troopers, line captains, and they actually did a fair amount of damage, oh. even though they were betrayed, no mm -hmm. heavy equipment, and scavenging weapons from the ruins of a burnt-out uh, planet. They made so them work for that. There's two... So there's, there's, there's two there's two events, right? The, the, the best way I, I could possibly explain it is you've got what happened on on, on Estevan with, uh, with obviously, the... Yeah, I'll get my teeth back in. The events surrounding the Estevan atrocity, right? Yeah. Then you've got the drop site massacre. Yes. And when you're reading the, the books... That focus around those those two events, right? Even with the likes of was it a night lord? I can never remember his name, and he was he was um, the first one to say death to the false emperor or something. Oh, Sevatar. That's Sevitar. it. Thank you. Boom. Even with even with what happened during the drop site massacre, right? And you read that or you listen to it in audiobook. I've done both. I did not get the same amount of 
feeling and emotion as I did reading Galaxy and Flames. When that when the betrayal actually happens and it focuses on certain characters within within that book, it gave me goosebumps. The dreadnought, the death death guard dreadnought, for example. Yep. Like, oh, it's just it's one of those right in the feels moments. Well, see, that was built up as a trilogy, mm. so you had emotional attachment. Like, um, you had in the previous novel, you know, you had Saltivar. Like, you had all these characters kind of being built up, and then you 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 saw what was coming but at the same time it doesn't it doesn't stop the punch it doesn't stop that gut punch but you never you never heard about like the dreadnought before that moment you know there's a there's a world eaters um captain and a yeah. legionnaire you, you never hear of these guys before yeah. that event and then it happens and the descriptive descriptive work about you know how they reacted and and what they said and what they did and it it, it really is like right in the feels. I I got goosebumps. I listened to them on audiobook like a few months back, and I got to Galaxy in Flames, and I got like I don't know about halfway through, and I actually paused it, went back to the beginning, and started again. Oh um, my god! <laughs> yeah, Galaxy. I love Galaxy in Flames. It's it's a brilliant book. That's the chosen yeah. one. It's not yeah. everyone's. Don't get me wrong. And there's some. This it's like me. I I cannot get my head around Fulgrim. I don't. I, I I can't. Like I've tried reading it multiple times, and I've tried listening to it on audiobook. Cannot get my head through that book at all. Don't know what what it is. Why it's just. I don't know. Just can't seem to do it. It's really weird, but I know loads of other people that absolutely love that book. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the book. The only book I couldn't get through was the uh, assassin one with mm. the uh, Afiso assassins uh, oh, setting up to yeah. assassinate Horus. I that was the only book I couldn't. I I finished it, but it was the only one I was like, eh. um, didn't really like it. Another one from were... another one from later down the line, Wolf Spear. Was it Wolfsbane? Like Wolfsbane. Sorry. I've been reading and talking to huh. MP Swifty about Wolfsbane today. Um, <laughs> totally not doing another army at all. Um, Lies. Anyway. <laughs> enabled. Oh, my God. Um, Wolfsbane. Absolutely uh, brilliant book. Like I, I finished that and then immediately went and read it again. Yeah. I keep going back to brutal cunning. <laughs> we all, yeah, we all have those. We all have those one. The, you know, the handful of books that we keep going back to. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go back to Goblet too. Red Goblet, yeah. Shush! Don't spoil it. <laughs> oh, none whatsoever. <laughs> okay, so I have a question then. Seeing as though we've mentioned them, favorite character. Oh man! <laughs> sorry, Sean. I know that you're you're kind of like out of your depth a little bit there, but I mean, sorry. I know my favorite character is the Heresy. I bet Matt can guess. Uh, was it was it 
some guy with big wings? Bitch, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. What's who's my favorite character of the Heresy? Oh, well, bitch with big wings. Uh, I mean, there's only one one person it could be, unless it's artificial wings. Uh, Sanguinis. Absolutely. I thought you were gonna troll him then and be like, oh, is, it, "Is it like Conrad Kurz? <laughs> Conrad Kurz with his wings." Oh, he's got uh, a baller jump pack, so yep. I mean, counts as wings. Yeah, counts as wings. Yeah. Oh, Sanguinis. He's a good. He's a good character. He's. Uh, Tell me about my father. Sh- <laughs> oh my God, he should have been the war master. <laughs> At the end of it, he was the only one beloved by all his brothers. The only one that could talk to any of them. All of them. He was talking to people on both sides. That's how much people loved him. And nobody questioned his uh, his loyalty either. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, until uh, Gilliman uh, made him uh, make it Imperial Secondus. Um, uh, yeah. I love that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah. The, no, the, the, the Empire Builder. Yeah. I. You know what? I do like Gilliman. I do like Gilliman though, but uh, he's not I my didn't favorite. Mind him. He's. I, I know I don't normally have good things to say about Gilliman, but during the Heresy, he's like there was a definite. There's been a definite like. I feel that there's been a definite character shift. Yeah. But then again, that's probably explained by the her- end of the Heresy, what happened, yeah. and you know being asleep i'll tell you you're you're gonna love gilliman in the dark imperium books i've i've read it i've read them i've read them minus the last one that came out um oh but yeah no gilliman he's pretty cool sanguinis is pretty cool all right matt i gotta hear before i say mine because i'm having a hard time picking just one Uh i have an obvious one but sure What's yours? What's yours, man? <laughs> I knew you were going to switch that around on me, you son yeah. of a... Of um, I don't know, because I can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> don't be um, weak. You must select one. See, that's why I, I hate number one. Always do top three. Top three. Yeah, top How three. Top yeah, three? But I wanted top to put three. you on the spot. Number two yeah, would be you. Perturabo, I think. <laughs> Perturabo, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's pretty cool. He gets I more interesting the more people dig but... into him. I don't know. Yep. I like Perturabo. He's just he wouldn't be he wouldn't be one of my top three, but I do like Perturabo. It's like Horace wouldn't have gotten nearly as far without Perturabo. Like Oh goodness, no. Not even. No. And not if Perturabo was a loyalist. Horace wouldn't have gotten anywhere at all. He would have well, downed I, I keep going back to that. I keep. Do you, could you imagine the like Dawn and Perturabo burying the hatchet and standing together in the soul I system? I feel so bad for whatever runs well, into those two. Well, I think I think the big problem with the traitors is how the traitors went. I mm. mean, it was like Fulgrim was his 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 legion was really good until his fall. And then you had Ispan and all that, and then that just broke the Legion. Um, the Death Guard was effective right up until the end. Mm. Um, Thousand Suns, they weren't there till the end. Uh, World Eaters, they had an early descent into madness. Thanks to their fucked up father. 
Yeah, and then they no. were like, you know what? That's fucking him up. Let's just put some nails in our head, too. But, yep, let's, let's do that. But, oh. They wanted so badly. But you know what? Okay. If I, if I, you know what? I'll, I'll bring it, I'll bring it back to the question. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. Bring it back okay. to the question. Character. Okay. Character. Character, it has to be Loken, but. <laughs> it has to be Loken. It has to be yeah. Loken. Loken is one of my favorite ones. Um, a lot of people don't because they're like, oh, he's not his flesh out. No. I liked it. He was an idealist. Mm. Uh, he believed it, but he was questioning stuff because he, he was because he, he was human, effectively. He was all this other stuff, and he had his uh, he had his height. He had his uh, downfall. He had his redemption, and then yep. he was rebuilding himself up. And then in the siege, there is a beautiful scene of him redoning, you know, the Luna Wolf's armor, ready to go fight his former brothers. <laughs> oh I my cannot god, wait, man! Not wait till like I like, can get my hands on the book. This is who I truly am. God damn! Like, yeah. What he and, gets up to—that's gonna be amazing. Um, talk Adam. I mean, a Horus huh? Heresy live-action series would pop off like Game of Thrones. Honest to God. Mm. Just if they fleshed out the characters, or even came close to how the books did. Like, there's just no way. I, I would have to say, if I did, Aaron's pick, Aaron said Loken. To be fair, close to that is Togadden. Yeah. It's, yeah. I loved Togadden. I thought he was a brilliant character. Yeah. He, he's like your stereotypical, you know, average Joe. You know, makes a joke about pretty much anything and everything. Yeah. You know, well, something, yeah. something bad's going on. What does he do? He makes a joke. You know. He's constantly cracking a smile, constantly trying to, like, keep the peace between, like, certain members of the Monoville, and I like Togadin. Who, 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 now. Now who is, who is that sad. character? Who does he work with? Uh, so Togadin was a member of the Sons of Horus. He was a captain of the second company? No, he was seventh? I'm sure he was captain of <laughs> you can tell. You can his his Google food. Uh, oh no, he was. Uh, uh, Territorgan was the second company. Yes. Oh God, you beat me once. Well, we wow. both love this Legion, so that's the problem. That's how you yeah. guys know I'm the I'm the Horus Heresy newbie because I'm only able to name Primarchs. No, that's all right. That's no, that's right. fine, dude. That's fine. I, I've I've got a very close friend, and if you asked him the same question, like who was your favorite character, I guarantee you it would be one of the Primarchs. And someone he... who isn't into forty k or thirty k at all is like, who the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just yeah. overall. To be fair, I mean, I I, I don't th I like the Primarchs, and for the most part, each and every one of the legions, except for one. I actually really like. I would, if given half the chance, I would probably do an army of every single one of the legions. Yep, and that's um, why I play the lottery. <laughs> to make I happen. cannot stand fucking Logar. Yeah. Logar. I, know, I know there's a reason. I know everyone takes the mick and, and, you know, everyone dislikes Logar, but I really, really dislike Logar. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I don't. I, I never. I've never found anything about him or his character appealing. Like, what? What was his shtick? Because every Primarch had a shtick. 
he was he was a punch bag for other Primarchs. Um, <laughs> well, no, yeah, no, he wasn't. Thing. Here's the thing. So Logar was a man who wanted faith. He was raised in a planet of faith. Mm. He wanted to. He had a dream. He had four. He had every every Primarch was a, a little bit psychic. He had uh, a prophecy the Emperor was going to come. He thought he was a god. Emperor didn't what it was like no i don't want to be god but he never the emperor never corrected him and then once logar just he logar's uh, legion just kept conquering plants but they took their time because they were teaching this new imperial faith colonizing uh, with yeah the religion and then and then the emperor said okay you know what i am you you haven't been listening i'm gonna take your greatest work and destroy it and i'm gonna use another legion to uh, reiterate that point. This is who you should be. Yeah. Uh, so I can I can understand Logar a little bit more. I think my least favorite character of the whole Horus Heresy is the Emperor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. He 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 done fucked up. Yeah, um, he's not human. He no. he has lost his humanity. Mm. So, Do you think yeah. the Emperor was to some extent a caring father or no? No. No. <laughs> no. No. He, here's the thing. He he gave up part of himself to make the Primarchs. He he saw them as tools. Um he saw them as utilization. He at some point he also thought of them as kind of like sons in some ways, but there's a lot of oh, he just did that to, you know, make them do stuff. The Emperor only had one friend, oddly <laughs> enough. He had the signal it. That was his only friend. Yeah. Um, and he does state that quite a bit. Um, but I think the emperor, he was a terrible father. He he wanted generals. That's why he created them. Mm. Um, he, if the tragedy didn't happen, I think he would have actually been better. Uh, if you read the Alpharius novel, you know, and we all know it might probably be 100% lies, but you'll actually <laughs> see uh, how the Emperor actually interacted with one of his earlier sons. Oh yeah. shit, that's a spoiler too. Um, <laughs> that, that is a spoiler. I, I'm sorry here staying quiet. Like, Me, like, can, not oh. even remembering that they're books. I'm like, well, what happened? You know, I'm like, not even thinking about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, right, I'm geez. just. I'll just wait for the uh, te- uh, the Twitter messages. Why I did think... you spoil all this? Yeah, why did why did you spoil? I think Stop like the emperor stuff. has just an unhuman level of focus on on his task and his goal, and I think when he's allowed to, he allows himself to love his sons. But at the end of the day, he won't choose his ultimate goal um, before his sons. Like he just won't. He won't do that for anyone or anything. He won't choose anything or anyone over his goal for humanity. Yeah, yeah. He but would he, if he could, but, he but he's that's, not going that's, to. that's the problem. I mean, you, you look at even, like, even before, um, even before the, the incident, incidents uh, of Istvan, you know, you only get, like, a small peek into the reasons as to why the traitors did what they did you know and but then you you carry on through the books and you you read into it and you find out so much more about the decisions that he's made and and the way he's gone about doing things you you like you learn about like meeting each of the primarchs yeah. and angron 
the angriest of angry boys himself. You know, look at the way that he treat him when he found him. Yeah. You know, it's like, why? Why do that, but then act like he did with, I don't know, Falcon, for example? Yeah. Or Horus. Yeah. Or even Russ, you know? Um, again, I don't want I don't want to spoil it because I don't know how many people have like read Wolfsbane, but there's there's I think it's Wolfsbane. No, it's not Wolfsbane. Sorry, it's the Wolf King. <laughs> um, it goes into details about when the Emperor and Horus met Russ, you know, and you think, well, why act like this but act completely different when you meet Angron, you know? Yeah. Why well... do? Why why? Why take him away from something he believes in? Well, I... I, it, they do talk about it. Actually, uh, someone else uh, of not the same caliber, but uh, the same age, um, literally talks about it's just because the Emperor is impatient. I mm. mean, he, the guy has all the time in the world, but he wants it done now. Yeah. He doesn't want to wait. That's why. I mean, he probably at the beginning, he had patience. Uh, and that's why some Primarchs got more attention. Mm. Um, but he wanted to speed it up. He saw the end goal and just like, you know what? I made you to meet a general. Screw this. Need you to general. need you to be that general right now. I mean, you'd no. think like with how Primarchs are and they're so much more advanced, some of them have been on like, alright, so the fuck what about if he's my father or not? Like, I got a, I have a goal and a purpose I want to do. To make sure the Imperium is this way. Like, what the hell ever? Daddy issues. Let's get this done, you know? <laughs> like, I'm surprised I didn't see more of that. Like, that just disconnect. It's like, it's just an estranged father. Like, alright, I'm a general. Well, I know my purpose. And I can question all that shit later, but I want to take care of this now. You do kind of see that in the later, in some of the later books. I mean, it's where the, the big joke about, like... Was it Perturabo? Perturabo not getting enough love. Or Motaran, one of the two. Yeah, you know, Martin. there's a whole joke surrounding one of them, just basically saying, "Oh well, they didn't get enough enough love from Daddy, and that's why they're so sour." Yeah, but I just sometimes from I'm the like, like the origin books you read, yeah, they, that's kind of right. You know, yeah. um, the whole you know thing about uh, like a meme or something like that, the Emperor and uh, talking with, I want to call him Malagast, but it's not Malagast. He's equerry. He's he's right hand man. It's the signal. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to for some reason I wanted to call him Mag Malagast, but it's not Malagast. That's yeah. Horus's equerry. Yeah. Um, and there's there's like this meme where they're sat there talking like I'm sure we've forgotten about something, and then the next panel it's Perturabo and his men going, "How long do we have to stay oh, here for?" Oh yeah, okay. He was yeah. chatting, I think, with Malkador, and he's like, That's "I think long. I forgot something." He's with an M. Yeah. yeah. For a second, I was like, "Why? Why have I forgotten his name?" Okay. Oh my god. The emperors are like, "I think I forgot something," and then Malkador goes, "Well, if you forgot, it wasn't that important." And he's like, "Oh, exactly. I guess you're right." Yeah. And then, and then he's like, <laughs> he's "How long do we have to stay here?" <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. The truth hurts. Uh, yeah. The truth hurts. Well, it, it also it all comes down to they're all human. They're um, all human. I mean Heck even even Dorn. I oh I'm trying here here's the problem. Dorn is like dauntless. I'm man. gonna I'm gonna spoil crap. Here's a spoiler alert. <laughs>
Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So he said spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Get out, get yeah. going, run, hide. So Dorn, a lot of people dislike, and I understand yes. why. But he gets so much better in the books. So much better as the books go on. He has this wonderful point uh, during the siege. Uh, when he's talking to the signal, he's like, Oh, did you ever face the Night Hunter? And he's like, yes, yes, I did. I thought I thought he was insane and all this. You know, he t the the uh, in his last confrontation, you know, Night Hunter told Dorn, you know, the Emperor's going to be betrayed. You know, the Imperium's going to fall. Uh, ha you know, half the legions are going to turn. Brother will fight brother. And Dorn's like, that will never happen. Uh, as shows Night Hunter gets you away. Know. And then here's Dorn, and he's just like, if I just took the moment just to listen to what he was saying, and instead of dismissing it, you know, I could have prevented this. But he does that a lot. He I does that like, so many times. <laughs> yeah, but in Solo, War, in, in Solo War, he mentions it again to an admiral about listening to messengers um, from non essentially from 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 non space marines you know listening to messages where he would have absolutely zero knowledge of a, a said incident and he does it so many times throughout the books it's unbelievable it's like how many times can you make the same mistake well here here's the thing he never i think i think the best part of Dorn is he was so self-assured of everything of himself uh, and he never lost. And then at the end, as he's realizing the folly of it, mm. I think he grows. I think he grows. That he realizes, like, he realizes he could have prevented so much. Um, yeah. And he starts he, he starts warming up. Like, you know what? This is the end, you know? <laughs> yeah. Why not, why not go with a bag? Yeah, I, I guess mean, so. Yeah. Like, he was... Uh, Lord like, knows like, he got a lot after the Iron Cage. <laughs> Oh my God! Jesus, <laughs> the yeah. reaction out of you two. <laughs> iron cage. Let's let's not let's. There's some of them. Some 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 iron. Um, some imperial fists out there that we don't. They don't mention that. <laughs> they, they don't mention that. We're getting blasted by by imperial fist fans. We are. Right we're now. literally going to get blasted by like oh, anyone Dawn's lineage right now. I play. Sure. I'm very unbiased. I <laughs> I play both the fourth and the seventh, so I'm insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't really say much. There's, I mean, they're all, they are. They're all flawed at the end of the day. You know, we could sit here and nitpick at more at all. Yeah. Although, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steer it into something else. So okay. So we've mentioned like characters. We've mentioned like stories into what intermingling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there's there's one character that I, I can I keep forgetting his name. And then I remember the planet, and that's it. It comes back. Um, Dantioc. So we'll we show a bit of love oh, to yeah. both the Iron Warriors and the Imperial Fist right now. Yeah. Dantioc yeah. and Pollux, yeah. and the events around um, the Pharos. Yep. That for me is one piece of of, of the law. That's that's one of the books. That, that entire event, the build-up to it and what happens and then the aftermath is just so well-written and gives us such an insight into how things could have been mm -hmm. that makes it really, really worth the read, in my opinion. Um, 
And again, two characters so like polar opposites, but just work so well together. Like, why couldn't we have more of that, please? Yeah, I mean, but you'll see it. You'll see it in a lot of a lot of like Legion books. Like, I mean, between Khan and or Karn and uh, Egar Tell, like that bond, you mm -hmm. think. Oh, here's a fearless berserker captain. But like you hear that story and between them as they're, you know, fighting along as brothers and you know, they take on aspects of each other and then you know, when something bad happened to one, the the soul of the one was just lost. Yeah. Um, and that was his path of damnation. But you don't think they'd ever be friends. I mean, Karn was even friends with Sigmund for crying out loud. Sigismund. <laughs> well, so here's a here's a neat lore fact. I mean, you know how the Black Templars wear all these chains and all that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a trait from world leaders. Yeah. Uh, Sigmund actually took that after going through the cages of the world leaders conquerors. He took to wrapping his sword uh, in a chain to his arm. So a traitor legion influencing a very loyal <laughs> I think it's it's so they wouldn't lose their weapon ever yep. like they just wrap the chain their weapon around their arm and I think that's brilliant personally I would do that too but I think that's like uh Sigismund and Karn man like and we were chatting about Abaddon earlier just he gets bitch slapped um by Sigismund as he kills him it's crazy There's a. Uh... Oh, there's so many good characters. So many goddamn good characters. Oh. My brain is like currently sat here, like f trying to filter through the like. Yeah. Various things. Like I'm trying to think of like decent questions because because we've 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 gone through like. The best and then covered the rest of the the questions and stuff without actually, asking any questions. We've just naturally like fluid motion we've just gone straight to those 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 topics really yeah um <laughs> yeah i'm trying not to spoil shit that's that's you're like that's well, yeah, it's, it's hard not to spoil stuff it's as well like, it's the horse heresy yeah yeah which I mean, you shouldn't be able to spoil that should you really because it's right. it's essentially set in the past compared to what hold, hold what on, we have now on. but do you know do you know the emperor gets enthroned and uh <laughs> yeah we, we all know how it ends yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, difficult. Did you, you know it was exactly Dorn split. that put him there? Oh, snap! <laughs> um, spoiler alert, bruh. Uh, okay, I've got a question then. I know my, I know why I'm drawn to it, but I'm curious as to why you're drawn to it, Aaron. Like, why are you drawn to 30k overall? Okay, I mean, I know you so prefer 30k to 40k, so. Okay, so are we talking? Are we talking like the game system, like why I play it so much? Oh why, yeah, why overall. Sure. Oh, that's a that's a couple things actually. Um, one, I, I love the setting. Um, again, I also come from a historical war gaming background. Um, so I, I love the I love the whole creation process of it, making my own army. Uh, like even like so, I I have a very large. Um, Luna Wolf's army, um, over ten thousand points. I mean, it's fully mechanized. It's, 
But, you know, reading the books, reading from third edition, you know, here's the Luna Wolves. The play style, I love it. Like, each Legion plays in such a unique way. And even then, you can do some crazy things. If you want to play World Eaters as a, you know, you want to send 100 guys with chain axes and just killing shit, you can. Beast. You want to somehow make that mechanized? You can. You want to make that somehow an armor company? By God, go right ahead. I, I love it. I love the rule system, but I, I love that I can add my own personal touch. Mm. And I can have fun. And the narrative perspective that I can have. Like, I can tell you of uh, campaigns for my army that I've had. Like, just, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's a lot a lot more fun. It's It's a little, there's crunchy rules, but... It's so flexible that I can make whatever story I want, and that's one of the big things that I want. I want to tell a story in a setting I love. That's, I think that's the big thing. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, like there's so much scope, there's so many gaps within the the, the big events that we know. Um, it kind of makes it easier for you to fill in, you know, run your own campaigns make your own head cannon up and things like that so yeah i'd have to i'd have to agree with that and you can make your impact felt you know in your own in your own narrative that's the mm. thing because maybe it didn't affect the overall war because we all know how it ended we know how to but maybe it was like you your company has uh defended this sector or your army or whatever has defended this area or have taken this area and just drew more troops into this meat grinder. Um, so you kind of feel that historical sense. I mean, you know, you made the 40k equivalent of Stalingrad for crying out loud. Nah. We see what nah. no one else sees. Yeah. I mean, me and me and Aaron spoke recently about um, the Iron Warriors that I'm currently doing. The 77th Grand Battalion. Mm -hmm. um that were on paramar 5 i yep. believe and i'm i'm not even bothered that i've created an army that essentially at the end of the story are wiped out as far as we are aware yeah. i like painting those hazard marks on some of my orcs hazard marks are fun hazard mm. marks are fun oh they're 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 interesting hazard stripes are interesting <laughs> it's uh, it's bloody addicting yeah I mean, at the end of the, I mean, the end, from what information we've got, at the end of the story, it's like the the captain in charge of the the battalion is basically dragged away, kicking and screaming, and battered, bruised, and ripped apart by, I think, an apothecary, while his men cover fire, and that's the last we hear about them, and they disappear into the tunnels underneath this this planet, Man. and that's all we hear. I'm, I'm well aware that I'm creating an army that, that in the law gets wiped out, but that still leads scope for like what came That's next. That's really cool. You're gonna you can finish that story. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. You can still write these what ifs because no one knows how it actually ends. There's very few characters, um, like I, I minor characters, even some major characters that actually found out what their story end. Um. Mm. Some, or maybe it's just whatever ends up happening. I mean, there was, 
so my god so many iron warrior characters just end up either disappearing or who knows what happens to them yeah um there's like the Nemean Reaver who was rumored to be a Dark Angels, but then played as a um, um, oh, uh, Black Shield Company, and then he was a Knight Errant, and then they, I don't know if they finally made his story end, but like there's stuff like that. You could have your Knight Errants who are just picked from any company. You could have been a Loyalist uh, Emperor's Children who was displaced because your legion didn't care about you anymore because you weren't part of you weren't good enough for them and they forgot about it like there's so many for little forgotten uh stories and i mean even mm. loyalist forces they even say in one of the books that uh oh there was even like uh no one talks about it but there was traitor ultramarines and that's gonna be one of my armies one of these days as a heads up yeah, <laughs> mention, i mean that 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 area is left wide open because of the lost yeah. primarchs yeah. Oh goodness! Yeah, there's pre heresy crusade era stuff. Yeah, I mean we we know even less about that, which just is fantastic <laughs> from a law perspective. <laughs> that's that's a, what makes it great. From a creative standpoint, it's awesome. Oh, and I I love when uh, what was it? Because there was a lot of there's a lot of little rumors. So Games Workshop does really great, uh, or at least of late have been doing really great of just like. Let's just make more conspiracy theories. Like everyone's like, "Oh, the Ultramarines like really expanded really big at one point after uh, the Ragnarok." I forget the name of it. Jesus. Um, the Ragnarok, Ragnarok Xenocide by any chance? Yeah, yeah, third one. Yeah, mm. the third or one of those. Um, and then, and then they took the Ultramarines picture. They're like, "Hey, that's really weird how they did how they uh, did the numerical for the Legion." You know, that looks like, you know, the Lost Legion things. It's just like those little things. They're just teasing the fuck out of us. This oh, week God, on yeah. BuzzFeed Unsolved, we talk about the Lost Primarchs. Oh, yeah. la la It does. It kind of feels that way. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, they're just being one big massive troll. And we love it because it just leads to so much creative yeah. concepts. It's brilliant. Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's the main thing. It's we get our creativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, and also, you know, you know, we're a bunch of nerds talking about nerdy stuff, and we talk to other nerds, and we talk about nerdy stuff. We also build our own hype. That's what I like about it. Because um, I have an old saying, you know, passion inspires passion. If the company gives me some passion, like here you go, here's a little thing, I'll have more passion for it. And that's that's the heresy. Like they used to have all these weekenders, um, and I was always be excited. Like I'm in Canada, but you know, I, I'm talking to people that have been over in the UK and over in the uh, Europe talking about these weekenders. They're like, oh, my God, this happened. They, <laughs> there's this new book. They got this new miniature. Oh, my God, look at it. And then I go, oh, my God, it could be a golden turd for all I care. But, God damn, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, there's one coming up as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I will not be. I will not be able to attend. <laughs> but I, I spoke to someone. I was just like, "I'm, you're going, right?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Okay." So I'm living vicariously through you. And he's like, "Yep, always, man. Don't worry about it. I got you." It's like, yes. Like I want to hear all the juicy bits when you get back. Too I want to hear all about it. But you're not wrong. It's it's hype, isn't it? It's create your own hype in a way. Little I mean... bit. I mean, the amount of checks 
of my personal work checks that they have gotten out of me. They're doing a damn good job. I'm going to tell you <laughs> that right now. They got um, us. We got got. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my definitely. wallet cries every time they do a heresy announcement. It's like hey. if I film uh, walk myself walking up to a GW, I swear to God, I'm gonna throw like Evil Corporation or like the the Empire music behind it or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. The Evil Morty theme going yeah. on. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Like those. I mean, I've always. It's not a secret. I am not a biggest fan of Ultramarines or Imperial Fist, though that matter, regardless of what Aaron has managed to enable me to do. Um, but when they, they announced the new Praetors, I was like, oh, they're awesome. Look at these. Ooh, look at that shiny. Ooh. I like, they look brilliant. They, they do a fantastic job with the models. Yeah. And then they come out and you're like, oh, give me more. <laughs> yeah. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> uh, they just—I mean, I ended up buying Beast Nagas and and um, the new, the new um, battle, God Command. What was it? Now it's my turn to forget names. <laughs> uh, Combat Patrol or Combat we Patrol? We are professionals, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we Honest. are. We are actually professionals. <laughs> yeah, um, or or Combat Patrol, and um. Beast Nagas, Beast Naga Boss, and to get an ore coin, which I still haven't gotten yet, by the way, is uh, Maw Crusher. So they got me. Okay, so there's something there's something I'd like to pick up on. Sure. There's one thing about the the Horus Heresy community that I've found really interesting and overall has been has been really nice to see so we have for horus heresy we have rules for uh solar auxiliary primarchs various legion or all the legions you know mechanicum all these other bits but we don't have rules for the xenos races that were around during that era right yeah like... and yet the community created a universal set of rules like i'm well aware that there is a downloadable pdf out there for orc players for example yep they want to play orcs during that time period and it is universally accepted at a good number of narrative um gaming clubs uh tournament groups um, you know, campaign organizers, all sorts of stuff, and it's universally accepted. And I've physically seen it, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's really well written, and has been really well done. And I know we get a lot of fan codexes and and stuff like that. Not as much <laughs> now, but we used to. Mm-hmm. But for for Horus Heresy, that's still happening, and I love it. It takes yeah. ages to make one of those, but. I think there's yeah. there's three. I think there's Eldar, there's Orcs, and then there's something else, but I can't remember what the something else is. So Eldar's got a few, and they got the Exodia, uh, Exodius uh, Eldar. They got Orcs, uh, Dark Eldar, and then they... Um, oh my god, I forget his name. It's something king. Um, he did... Uh, like these black books that you used to be able to get. He did the planet of murder. He did the rules <gasps> to play murder. 
Jesus. Uh, that was a fun time. I yeah. That. That, I'd oh. play that. I, I would play the heck out of that. Like, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. So, like, when I started Heresy, so I started Heresy in 2015. Uh, so, 7th edition, uh, maybe 6th, maybe, well, no, it was, sorry, 2014, my correction. Um, I could, I, there was no other Heresy players. Like, Canada, it's it's hard unless you're in a major, major city. So, I just played against 7th and 6th edition, other armies, and it was Orcs, it was all this, and it was fun. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, first they're like, oh, it's Forgeworld, this is going to be not great. And then it's just like, oh my god, this is a lot of fun. And it's just... I got a, I got a, I was, uh, back in the day, I used to write a blog of like, oh, this is how my army did in the Great Crusade, you know, with less than quality gear against, you know, effectively Necrons and, oh, Necrons is the other codex that they made. Sorry. I do remember that. Yeah, but they're not known as Necrons, are you? Are they? Right. It's, it's, right. They're supposed to represent, um... Like the cybernetic races, aren't they? Uh, some are actually straight Necrons because they, are, <laughs> yeah, they just they just weren't named in the Heresy, but there was like rumors of these tomb worlds of ancient oh. machines. Uh, they were still asleep. Yeah, and, but mm. some did wake up in the Heresy, uh, and some of them hopefully were purged, um, or everyone died while yeah, trying everyone to died horribly. And everyone died horribly. That is the end of the Horus Heresy. Thank you yeah. for reading. Yeah. You're not far from wrong, let's face Jesus. it. Jesus. Right? Either yeah, died or went missing. Yeah. yeah no, one, no one won. Let's no one won. Yeah. Who won? Like, who who got what they wanted at the end of all I'm of pretty that? sure the Horus Heresy, like, the final days of the Horus Heresy, if you... you put it all together as one big war i think it would you'd consider it either a draw or a pyrrhic victory yeah it's it's it would it's technically classified as a pyrrhic victory for the imperium because mm. horus did die and the traitor legions were broken up as an organization yeah uh, and then they were forced in the eye of terror so yeah um but they didn't finish the job no it was uh we won but at what cost yeah it, it was very much uh very much a case of we won but at what cost yeah yeah, yeah definitely hits the nail on the head there yeah i i do i i mean i've not been doing the the heresy stuff as as long as you as aaron has or many other people have but in love it i think i've been doing it properly since since they released the the plastic box set, the was it the betrayal of Kalth that came yeah. first? Yeah, betrayal of Kalth was the first. Yeah, because I know that's that's what's put a lot of people off over the years. Is it's oh, it's Forge World. That's expensive. Yeah. Um, but since like the release of a lot of the plastic stuff, it's made life a heck of a lot easier for people to get involved. Um. You got things like Zone Mortalis. It's like, okay, you just need infantry, basically. Maybe a dreadnought. Yeah, go nuts. Um, but it's that's definitely made because Mark Three for days. Am I right? Uh, Betrayal of Kalth was Mark Four. Mark Four. I know, but Mark Three. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark I really III. do. Yeah. Oh, but I still got Mark Two. I love Mark Two armor. 
God, Mark two is good as well. Failure yeah. armor. I like Mark Four. Don't get me wrong. Knights. But... No, not knights. <laughs> no, no knights. I got knights. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Mark yeah. Three, Mark Two, probably my favorite. But at the same time, I I much prefer Tartarus to Cataphracty. What? Really? Because it looks like a mini. It looks like a mini Contemptor. Oh. And I really like Contemptors. I like. I love the sinister look of Cataphracty. If you do it right, mm. like it looks just like he is a mean bastard that's going to, you know, rip you a new butthole. Jesus. Um, <laughs> He's literally coming over to you to curb stomp you. That's it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Those those teeth, they gone. Um, no, Cataphrag, like, I love the bulk of it. Like, it doesn't, it looks like it should be, like, the earliest armor. Like, it's not, it's not stylized. It's not, like, it's just bulk, but it still looks stylish. Mm. Um, so that's why I love Cataphracty army. That, that is, that is one of my favorite Terminator armors. Um, it's why I, that's, I think that's the number one Terminator armor I have in my army right now. Uh, I think I have, I think I have more Cataphracty for my thirteenth company, but more Tartarus in my um, uh, Sons of Horus. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I guess as well, like the different types of uh, Terminator armor are very situational, aren't they? Uh, yeah, because. My my Luna like my Luna walls have every variant of the Terminator armor um, that you can have, um, at least Games Workshop kits, anyways. Mm. Um, so I have the traditional Indominus, which is everyone would know is your standard 40k Terminator armor, uh, but you can use it in 40k because it was around then. Um, and then you got your uh, Trados, and then you got Catfrey. They're all just good looking armor. Nice. But uh, it's not always situational. They can they're pretty flexible. They're pretty flexible. Like I yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like the each one is yeah, both of well I mean for, from a, a standpoint of cataphracty and Tartarus, they're they're both flexible units. Mm -hmm. It's just I find that one's better in certain in other situations than the other. You know. I'd rather have cataphracty if I wanted to like take damage like they're more robust i guess yeah, yeah very very survivable yeah um, something they got power armor variants oh power armor's great uh, mm -hmm. there's no like in the rules there's no variant unless Not you different count the really but... unless they get that hardened rule from zone oh, void hardened Yes. Yes. Such a great roll, uh, which lets you do rerolls against blast weapons, which is like, oh, god, yes, because you got a lot of frag grenades coming your way, and it's not a good time. <laughs> All the frag grenades. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, blast I weapon, blast weaponry, and flamers, isn't it? Yeah. 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 A lot of template. So any yeah. pie plates coming that way, mm -mm. you got you got some protection. You're gonna Trojan your war, uh, your poor little space marine. 
Philly's going to make it. <laughs> That's why I love breaches. And I know a lot of people don't like breaches. I love breaches. So let yeah, me... Breaches are... Go ahead. Go, uh, you first. You finish. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, I really enjoy breaches, but it, like, just give me a tactical squad. I love a tactical squad. It's just such a flexible... Yeah, the humble bolt gun. <laughs> yep. The Emperor's Flame. Oh, just 10-man squad with bolters. Yeah, okay. 20-man squad of bolters. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I'll throw ten, ten, a 10-man ten tactical squad out of a rhino doing good tactics. It's a great time. Because yeah. nine guys are shooting bolters, one guy's tossing a frag grenade, and then I'm going to go, you know, kicking your teeth with some close combat weapons. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Horace right. is just grim. It really, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's Horace Heresy. It's just Marines versus Marines. It's yeah. like, it might be Marines versus Marines, but that's the cream of the crop of humanity. I mean, that's how it started out of each other. to sell, like, an excuse as to why Marines should fight each other. Uh, well, no, it was a continuation of yeah. uh, the Bab War. Like, from yeah. uh, so they wrote the Bab War, which was a great Forge World product, mm. um, which was before the Horus Heresy was written, like, uh, even from a novel standpoint. So this um, is what... Sorry, Aaron, so just to clarify for Sean, so yeah. this is what uh, Swifty was on about last uh, last episode, where the, the like, um, Carcharodons and the Astral Claws and all that, they were written as legions for the... Bad so they were, like, they made them into, like, the original legions for the Badab War, and then... Like Aaron's saying, obviously it changed and it became the Horrors Heresy. Lee's has a game system. Has a game <clears throat> system. The game yeah. system, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, let me, uh, so let me ask you guys something. Um, what do you think the future for the Horrors Heresy is going to look like? And how do you think um, they'll wrap up certain things? More auto cannons. That's what I want to see in the future. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in there. <laughs> Auto cannons, obviously. I don't know. Personally, I feel like there is still a lot that could be covered. There's a lot that could be done. Um, there's a lot of... There's a good number of characters that we don't have models for. And I would like to see... You know, representation for them on the tabletop. Yeah. You know, we have rules for them. We just don't have any models for them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's clear we're, we're heading towards the siege, siege of Terror, but how long that is prolonged for? And I mean, even the Siege of Terror, it wasn't just a single event. It was, it was a huge event. It wasn't just what happened on earth itself it was that the whole system was involved so Jeez, i don't know that's big i'm not aaron i'm i'm <laughs> it's kind of throwing me as that question i'm not really sure to be honest okay all right i'll i'll, I'll um uh, i'll would you I'll like to, would you like to put your th for thoughts forward yeah I'll, I'll put in a penny i'll put in a penny okay let's rock this is this is this is my this is my thesis my thesis that one that the future of it is going to be a lot more expansive 
Like we are going to see um, the scouring is going to be a big mm-hmm. one. Um, and we're going to see we're going to see a change in army list. So you're going to have your crusade list, which is going to be your big bulk for your space marine army. Um, and then we're going to see how that changes. Uh, so you'll get like an additional rule set to make those independent companies that were talked about and the start of the initial chapters. So you'll see a little bit of a, a change, I think. Um, and then from a product standpoint, I think they're, we're going to just see a lot more little campaign books um, mm. that are going to be popping up. Uh, they just, I mean, they just released the other day, which included rules for the Imperial Fist, um, her scales. Oh, um, we're going to see a lot of little campaign books. I, I think that's going to be one of those big things. And I think we might even see some Xenos races eventually to talk about like the crusade element. So I think the horse heresy is going to be just branded with the scouring and some great crusade stuff. That's my hope at least. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really hope. And then I think we're just going to see um, from a product standpoint, we're going to see a lot more kits go to plastic. We're going to see more armor going to plastic. Um, yeah. I mean, they've made a promise that every character that has had rules released is going to get a model. Yes, um, please. Because, I mean, Salt Sarvet, I mean, he was in the first book, which came out. Uh, um, I had this a while ago. Hold on. When was that? I think it was like t- 2006? Yeah. Maybe. No, My, it hasn't been that long. No. Anyways. Um, th- uh, the Horse Heresy came mm. out. Oh, my God. I can't. I had all my facts before. <laughs> He's lost it. He's yeah, lost it. I lost my train of thought. Uh, okay, so Betrayal came out in 2012. And I'm just going to do that. Um, so it came out in 2012. We got Saul Turvitz finally releasing in 2020. So, I mean, so there's hope for all those models. Here's hoping, uh, man. Here's hoping, mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, mean, I can't wait to dive into it. Oh, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, I have a question for you. I have yes. a question for you. So I know you like Sanguinis. I know you like yes. it. Yes. But what other... Are you going to actually... If you dive into it, are you going to do Blood Angels? Ooh. Am I gonna do? Oh, <laughs> yes. Have we? Have we? Yes, hang yes, on, yes. Aaron, are we enabling right now? Oh, absolutely. We're pulling oh, the right. Okay. Right. We're gonna. I'm totally. gonna make your wallet cry in a minute. Okay. Blood angels. So, oh my god, they are a fun legion. So, uh, back in the day when I was field testing stuff, uh, I was I I play tested every legion just to try their rules. Um just because I want to try it. Like, I have played a Thousand Suns, Rules. Oh my god, that is real crunchy. But Blood Angels are fun. They're brutal. They play like they should. I mean, they get a... Uh, so how the rule is, so if you were fighting a Marine as a Blood Angel, normally, if it was a tactical, it's tactical. Um, normally, you need fours and fours. I mean, that's that's how it goes. But when a Blood Angel goes to fight an, uh, someone else... He needs threes to wound him because he's just angry. He just wants to take that chainsaw and chop a guy in half, and he's got the rage to do it. 
Um, That's amazing. That sounds like me. Not not only that, but you look at like the models that we've got for the Blood Angels for the Horus Heresy. They are Sequinous. so pretty. I'm sorry, they are. I'm going to use that word. It's not it's not the manliest of words. I don't care. They are. Oh, who cares? Like pu- so, pretty, beautiful so Blood pretty. Angels. I mean, the the yeah. equivalent of their destroyer units are just so nice, and the contempt to dreadnought. Oh, they also have their own contemptor dreadnought. They're like, let's put a fucking jump pack on it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so, god! They, so, the dreadnought has a jump pack. Get out of town. Yeah, dreadnought so has how, a jump pack. So how it works is it either instead of using a a drop pod, it can deep strike on its own, or oh it can god. use for one turn. It can use this jump pack. Um, and then you got some beautiful looking uh, units with the crimson paladins. Um, you know, they got their storm, they got storm shields, which I didn't think was going to happen. Uh, they got these nice, beautiful looking models. Um, you got the Legion Dawnbrinker cohort, which is like the embodiment of a blood angel, like descending from heaven about to kick shit in. Cause they're just jump pack, close combat weapons, you know, flame pistols, all that good stuff. That's insane. Um, they Sad are. wallets. Yeah. I need. Well, I better be a millionaire playboy, super quick. Otherwise, I won't be able to afford anything. <laughs> well, and by playboy, <laughs> I mean literally play with with Horus Heresy plastic models. Play. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be done, dude. I mean, literally, like like we mentioned earlier, it has been made easier with the introduction of some of the plastic kits, Mark Four, Mark Three, yeah. Cataphracty, Tartarus. Even the the HQ units, like you've got the box set that comes with a, a chaplain and a Praetor yeah. Terminator, and they're they're great little starting points as well for um, for the Horus Heresy. Yeah, um, they're well detailed. They're nice kits, you know, and they're a lot of fun to paint as well. And they're different. You find that each one comes out looking slightly different as well. Um, Due to like ridge lines or, um, for example, like Mark Four is very smooth armor, whereas Mark Three is bulkier and has a lot more uh, sharp lines, sharp edges. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 a lot easier to get involved in um, now than it was ever before. Yeah. Um, and also, you can design your army in different ways. Like, there's ways to make a really small count uh, army. Like, if you wanted to play... Um, so, in the game system, they have these really cool creative ways. They're called Rights of War. And what they do is you can impose self-restrictions on yourself to get bonuses or to be able to take units in um, in different ways. So, as an example, you could play this wonderful army called Pride of the Legion where your mm-hmm. compulsory troops are either Terminators or you could take veterans, uh, veteran tactical squads. Jeez. Uh, so, or there's like certain ones that maybe you could take some of your elite, like you'll have Legion specific ones um, where you could take like, um, in my case, I could bring uh, Phallix Wardens as a troops or Reavers from Sons of Horus as a troop. So you can make it that way, but you can make these nice elite armies. Uh, one of my favorite armies to make is that Pride of the Legion. I'm just going to run Terminators, and I'm going to just buy Land Raiders if I want to also have them run up at, at stuff. So 
I mean, two land raiders, two five man guys, and maybe a third one for an HQ. <laughs> there you go. And it's going to do pretty okay, actually. It's called Land Raider <laughs> Land. <laughs> Both um, lands. Yeah. It's just like with any faction, isn't it? It's, it's the whole you can make them quality yeah. over quantity or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, yeah, like with Blood Angels, there, there has to be some assault assault marines in that bad boy. Oh, oh. and they and they they cost a lot of points, so you don't need a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, man. But they are, they are fun. Um, yeah, and I mean, you can run it. Okay, so here, let me tell you something really cool about. Uh, well, if you want to go with a Blood Angel theme, so you can have your HQ in a jump pack. You can have a five man command squad with jump pack. Uh, you can take a 20-man assault squad. You can give them all combat shields, so they all get at least an invol of a 6-up, or they get a 5-up in close combat. And you can deep strike those as a right of war, and then they got a cover save. That's And you pick crazy. the turn they come on. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so, God. It, yeah, and so think 20 assault marines. That's one troop choice. That's one. So you can have 40 of these or 60 of these. Or, you know, it's six troop choices. So that's 120 assault marines before you add your HQs. I'll make my father proud on the battlefield those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could just hear, I could just, I can hear the uh, gears turning just like, oh my God, I must do this. <laughs> just imagine, just imagine. Just think imagine about it, it, kiddo. Just think yeah, just about think it. About it. Do it, John. Oh, Do it. Think about taking Sanguinus. Think Do about... Oh, here. I'll even tell you something. There's another Rite of War where you can take your Primarch instead of a Lord of War as your HQ. And Painting just Sanguinus. imagine... Take Sanguinus. Have him lead 60 Assault Marines and all these Dawnbreakers in a pitched assault. <laughs> just imagine the beauty of this on the <laughs> battlefield as you just send in... A, a red tidal wave of beautiful carnage and destruction upon your enemies and it's going to be glorious just the death spirits the angel of death I can is it, is it bad I can, can hear Sean's wallet screaming all the way over the pond yeah <laughs> I see it like running up I see it trying to get away I'm like where do you think you're going it's trying to like crawl away from me Get oh yeah. Back here. Oh yeah. oh yeah. You get back here. Oh man, like Horus Heresy, what a subject. Jesus Christ. And again, like last episode, we have not covered nearly as much. <laughs> like what's funny it. is like I know whenever I start reading the books, we're going to end up jumping into individual books, and the books themselves, which is a condensed version of the Horus Heresy, has just as much time of shit to talk about. Is what mm -hmm. we talked about. It's just we're we're we were broad with the lore, and now we're broad with the Horus Heresy, you know. But it was a, uh, it's a big freaking time, and it's a big story, and it's still yeah. being told. Has biggest book series out there with with Warhammer, at all. I mean, it's huge. So many books. So much lore. Yeah, it started I mean, off I, as a means. It's difficult because I, I there's books. I've not read yet that Aaron has, so he doesn't want to spoil it. But personally, I don't want to like anyone who's watching or listening, should I say, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. 
Like we all know the ending. We know what happens. But the events but that lead up. In that's what we're learning. It's the in between. There's just so much. Yeah, and it makes sense. You know, it really makes sense. The context is given. It's there, mm. and that's why Horus Heresy is so captivating because you relate to these people. You know. And you learn a lot and you really empathize with them and you realize for all their godlike powers, you know, like they're just people and people need yeah. connections. And when you no longer have those connections, you you fall apart. That's just how it is. People need connections. Humans need connections. It's part of the human condition. And we've said it before about space marines being, you know, everyone, a lot of people see space marines as these infallible you know demigods but i think when you read the horus heresy novels in particular you see a lot more humanity in them yeah. particularly those that um particularly those that have strong ties to like their home world or to especially like some of the terranborn ones in particular yeah. yeah you know you see a lot more humanity with them and yeah, okay, so that sways them as to which way they fall on the side of, you know, for the Emperor or for the War Master. But it also shows, like, with within their, like, conflictions, you know, because they've fought alongside some of these, these other Marines, these brothers. Yeah. For, for decades. Over a lifetime. Yeah, and then you have, to, you have this big... in the face. Yeah, and you have this big choice to make. You know, I mean some i mean if you're if you're talking like more even more than decades i mean the crusade the great crusade according to it was like what 250 years or something yeah, yeah. two something lifetimes like, like, and then you got to say yeah. goodbye in the worst possible way oh yeah imagine imagine you spent 250 years you're in the 16th legion you fought as a luna wolf your whole thing then become the sons of horse but you're like yeah i'm still serving all this and then your brother that you've also fought with 250 years just literally pulls a pistol on you and just pulls a t just pulls the trigger nothing mm. yeah, no it's so crazy when you think about it no explanation yeah. no context bam oh, yeah. no black yeah like what yeah. the hell like could you you would think you were dreaming or something yeah it's you'd crazy. wish you were dreaming yeah but you yeah. did you quickly wake up in the purest sense I mean, yeah. we all go through it. Yeah. At some point in our lives, someone who we de who we feel is close to us will, in one way, shape, or form, do something that you know is essentially they betray us. You know, they betray our trust or whatever. We all go through this, but then when you're reading those books, it's taken to this sort of extreme. You know, we all we all go through both ends of it. We all yeah. go through having to like make the hard choice and. And feeling neglected and unloved and not given that mm. connection and being taken for granted and then there's the i feel betrayed by someone who i can trust you know we're we're on both ends both ends feel betrayed and that's mm -hmm. what's so great about these stories yeah just thankfully when you know it happens to us it's not you know galaxy-wide <laughs> war yeah. zone changing i know yeah. i'm right yeah yeah, yeah. When I get betrayed, I don't get my planet virus bombed and everything's <laughs> on fire. Um, yeah, Incinera incinerated. Christ. Yeah. Holy you know what? Talk, talking about that, I I love the description of it. Pretty much, they deploy a gas that's so much that it just like yeah, and then we de then we just send a match. 
just imagine just, the yeah, you could light a match. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, take a take a planet, but just like pump enough propane on it that it fills it all up, and then just someone just tosses a match. And then somehow something survives under that, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, like Horus Heresy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Oh, so eh. Anyways, guys, that this episode has been freaking crazy. It's been so long. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, otherwise known as the Foxy DM. Thank you for helping us and guiding us through the Horus Heresy. Matthew, once again, always a pleasure having you here as my co-host. Um, next time we're gonna be focusing on some Xenos. We don't know yet, but we're gonna take a we're gonna jump in out of lore for a second and just um, just talk hobby and, and go more into other races and other things going on. But we'll quickly be back mm -hmm. soon. If you guys enjoyed the show and you guys enjoyed what y'all like, please go to allagesgeek.com. There are plenty of other amazing shows that involve tabletop wargaming or tabletop gaming in general. Just like D&D, we have Dice Sesh. So the boys at Dice Sesh make their amazing show on there. And then we have a few more podcasts. We have the Geekening Podcast where we interview amazing people, authors, voice actors, creators of all kinds. There's a lot of amazing stuff we have on the website, so please go check it out if you have the time. Um, Matthew, I think this is usually the part where we get taken out with a quote, but your thing isn't working, so we'll throw it's it It's not working. It's, it's not, not working. working. So we'll, we'll definitely get that fixed. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Voxhammer Podcast, where we talk all things Warhammer and the hobby space. Thank you so much, guys. Bye Thanks bye. for listening, guys. Thank you, Thank Aaron. You. Thanks for having me.